Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast. Tainted perception distorts my true meaning is blurred. I am lost to the echoes of whispers. Speaking of Mandarin. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Soul Patch. Uh, today we are talking with uh, teacher and YouTuber Robin. Uh, Robin, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, and Robin, I, uh, I sent out a, a, a kind of a, a post on Facebook and, and you reached out to me there and we, uh, uh, we, we kind of uh, organized you coming on the show here today. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, from, from talking to you just a little bit here, you're, you're an OG, like you've been around for a while in Korea. Could you tell us like when you first arrived, like uh, in Korea and, and uh, what that was like? Yes. Um, well, I'm from Canada and uh, I graduated university in 1999. Uh, I was an English major and of course, hunting for a job and Korea offered Sounds a familiar. good good deal. We will give you a job and a house and an airplane ticket. <laughs> Life in a bottle, you know. <laughs> and I, I took that immediately. I took that opportunity and... The day after I uh, finished my last class, I was on the airplane. Uh, wow! To here. No That's way! Super quick. You here? Yes. So wait, how? So nineteen ninety nine? How? Nineteen ninety nine. Like you got you found it on the internet? Like there was was Dave's even a thing back in ninety nine? Was there that... was a recruiter in mm. uh, my hometown of Edmonton? So he, uh... I, I I think he put up a post at my university. Yeah. You know, with so a like an tag, tags at the bottom, you took the tag and called it. <laughs> right. Wow. You, you, you grabbed guitar lessons and uh, teaching Korea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I'm curious uh, what the tag said. I want to teach around the teach world. Teach in Korea. Experience. Yeah. 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 I, it, it, it was a pretty no, lucrative Korea. little business back then for recruiters, actually. If you, you could go to like a, a city and kind of own the campuses, I, I make some decent two, money. 2002, I, I did recruiting. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. For about a year. I went back wow. to Canada. I was back and forth uh, and similar style to him. I went around to Canadian cities, put up uh, job ads and brought over about 150 teachers. No way. Wow. wow. You're a, you probably, uh, I bet a, a good chunk of them are still here. There's a good chance. Uh, a good I chunk 20 years later. I don't know. You don't think I so? Some. still Some. talk yeah, to maybe. One of them. One, one is still here. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, a good chunk he, is probably over. over and he he thanks me. He's like, I, I'm glad because he, he says, uh, you know, I changed his life. The others, I don't know what they would say to me. <laughs> Maybe they would, <laughs> they would say nothing, you... but they might punch you or, yeah. <laughs> I, it well, was a ter with... terrible job because uh, it was so stressful because, yeah. you know, uh, teachers would come here and you don't know who's going to survive who's going to make it here because a lot of teachers couldn't handle it uh mm -hmm. they would come here they would go home after a week and right. uh, that, that was a big problem well uh, i mean the, somebody told me this once that, that was it's kind of a I, I never forgot this and uh because i taught in thailand first instead of korea uh, that's what i just found this like post on online on the internet in uh, 2001 but uh, she, she said, uh, so where have you been? I'm like, I've never lived anywhere. This is the first time I've ever lived overseas. She's like, damn, that's a full step, you know, like from U.S. to Asia. Like, you know, right. a half step would be Europe, you know, like you maybe did like a semester abroad and, you know, something like that. That was that. my but step. That was, I yeah, that, you, you, you I did think that like a half step. step, you know, because you're just like cautiously, cautiously 
you know, dip your toes in the pool. But, you know, for, for uh, you and me, Robin, and, and it sounds like we just kind of dove in head first, well, either breaking when, or... when I arrived in 99, um, yeah, it was, I, I've, I've traveled to America, but of course I didn't travel outside of North America. And when I arrived in 99, it was, yeah, complete and utter culture shock. Yeah, I yeah, got off, no I got off the plane the uh, the Hogwan manager was there to pick me up. He had a sign with my name, and nice. uh, I wanted to make a first impression. So I'm all, "Hi, how are you?" And I'm talking to him. I'm telling him about the flight as we're walking out to the parking lot. And I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. We get in the car, and that's when I realized this person does not speak English. <laughs> And this is so the, he just kept nodding politely as you're yeah, just like yeah, kind of yeah. going he, he on. Did, he just yeah. went with it, and it was the first person in my life that I met that didn't speak English, and uh, yeah. it was a quiet drive uh, to uh, <laughs> Anyang. Uh, there wasn't the you know the the 100 Beltway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circles Seoul. I wasn't there, so the drive from uh, Kimpo to Anyang was. There was no Incheon airport at that time. Oh, really? 99. Right. 99. I guess I was, it was brand new then when I, when I flew into Seoul for the first time. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's a, uh, yeah. It's not exactly uh, a pretty drive either. It's not like, like I remember going to Thailand for the first time and seeing like it's, it's tropical jungle. Like it was amazing. And all the motorcycles and the insanity. And I was, I just couldn't take my eyes off it. And then I remember coming to Korea and that drive from like Incheon into Seoul is just so like desolate. It almost looks like the Armageddon or apocalypse or something. There's just like kind of water pools and it's just, there's just the nothing. Mud yeah. Mud flats, you know, it's just like, it's, it was so the opposite of Thailand, you know? Uh, what struck me was, yeah, it was all urban. I, cause from Kimpo to, I, 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 I was really surprised at how developed Korea was because, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, we, you know, I saw MASH. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> my, that was Filled my in reference. Southern California. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was my reference point, MASH. Yeah. Uh, and then, you you know, where it shows a war-torn country, uh, impoverished. And then you get to Korea as well. Wow, everything's so developed. And, yeah. uh, You're like mad. You're like Colonel Potter lied. Son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> And uh, I was driving back and immediately uh, I noticed taxi drivers, a lot of taxi drivers at that time, and maybe still a few uh, stopped at the side of the road and just relieved themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah, So so it was more common back then. Just like three days ago as well, there there was a park near my house and we were out walking our dog and there was a taxi driver like peeing off the side. And that one was really frustrating because it's like there's a park with an actual bathroom like 200 meters that way uh, <laughs> like, when nature it? calls man I, I yeah i i've been it's i've even seen the out it must have been a drunk guy because it was the the tree was it was the smallest tree and he was pointing he was facing the road like he wasn't even facing <laughs> the, away from the road. leaning against the tree so. yeah yeah it was well uh, koreans are not really shy about you know bathroom stuff so even when you go into the 
men's bathroom, you'll have that cleaning lady come in at any point. And nobody's shy. Nobody's shy. That's that's also uh, that's an Asian thing because that happened in Thailand too. I remember the the first time it happened, I I was like, oh no, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the woman's bathroom, you know. And I'm mm. like, but these are urinals, so there's something is wrong here, and I, I can't I cannot you know circle the square, and uh, yeah. The most surprising it, one for me of that, like I didn't mind so much the the cleaning lady in the bathroom. I walked on, I was like, okay, that's all right. But then when she like mops in between my feet as I'm standing at the urinal, <laughs> that was just like, whoa, hold on, that's a bit too close. <laughs> yeah, there's no it, it, students are the same. Like uh, I'll have students like you know get up in the middle of class and then be like you know ask the person next to them if they have tissue and and you know they like give the tissue to someone and and then they'll leave in front. And I was just thinking like how how kind of like how vain we are in the West where we, you know, just hide those that, you know, I, I would never go to the bathroom during class. Well, you know, like, after, oh. after 23 years here, I now pee at the side of the road. So it's okay. <laughs> only at the side of the road. It's, yeah, yeah. You leave your house more just comfortable. to go to the side of the more road. Right? That way. Yeah. Um, so, so 99, I, I guess we'll just try to get back on, on track. Like your first job, was it, was it like a, a, a decent situation? Like for me, I, I, I complained about it because, because that's what you do, you know, when you get together with other Hagwan teachers, you commiserate. But when I think back on it, it wasn't really bad. It was, they weren't bad jobs. Like they were pretty decent working mm. schedules. I got paid on time. No, I didn't get my pension. I don't think I, I think I was probably, uh, I was probably uh, uh, labeled a, a part-time worker or whatever or something, you know, those, those kinds of things. I'm not sure about that, to be honest, but um yeah, I mean, it was pretty yeah. decent jobs. They were pretty decent. How, how I don't think, yeah, I didn't have the, I don't think there was mandatory pension until about 2002 or 2003. So my my first job, there was never talk about pension. Oh, okay. Maybe that's my situation too then. Uh, I went to a franchise called uh, BCM. Min oh, yeah, Young I know Tall. that. I know that franchise. Yeah. Is it still around? Uh, still good question. A... I'm not yeah, sure. No, no. Uh, yeah. And it was a split shift teaching adults. And, uh, you know, it's hard for a lot of teachers because it's their first job in Korea. But uh, like me, it was also their first job, professional job, period. So uh, we're going to be angry at many things, but that might not be because of Korea. It's just, uh, you know, there's more pressure on us to perform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that that's a much higher stakes situation with adults. Kids are not going to articulate your deficits as a teacher. You know what I mean? Like they're going to you're going to have a lot more wiggle room to kind of figure things out, you know, because I remember walking in the classroom for the first time and I didn't know how to fill an hour. I didn't know how to fill five minutes. You know, it's, it's a lot like like I always compare this job to like stand up comedy in the same way that, you know, like a comedian has five minutes of material or an hour, a, a, a veteran will have an hour of material. A veteran teacher will be able to, you could walk into a classroom now and I could teach an hour. I could pull a lesson out of thin air, you know, that, that was that was decent with just a board marker, you know, like, uh, and, and a whiteboard. But yeah, at the so time, it's scary. You know, it's terrifying. The usual training is here's the book, there's the room, go. Yeah. And uh, I had that training, but, you know, with adults, it was a little bit easier because uh, they were very happy to see me and they were very happy to 
ask many questions and fill that hour. Uh, and uh, of course, after class, they were very happy to show me around or help me with any problems. So the job itself, uh, I wouldn't complain too much other than the split shift, which was very hard for me. Very, very hard. It's hard yeah, it's for fun just for about everybody. I, I know a couple that almost went insane doing that. Just throws your whole life. They were so tired. Like that second, the second tranche of that day where you've basically, you've had a full day already, you know, you've, you've worked, <laughs> you've taken a rest and now you got to go back to work again. And then you take a rest and go back to work. It's like having two days working mm-hmm. twice in a day. It's, it's weird. It's, it's awful. Yeah, it's I, it's I, I tough to avoid that. Yeah. And uh, my payment at that time was uh, 1.4. So 1 million. Wow. Was that kind of standard at the time? It was, and that was the time when a lot of hogwans were going up to two mm. uh, and then stay at two forever for 20 years. <laughs> Still there. Still at yeah. two. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was probably at one of the lower end ones, but after 99, basically all the hog ones went up to uh, two, mm. 2.1, you know, some of them were 1.9. 1. 1. 1. I, I was at 1.9. Yeah. Okay. How did you get into recruiting then? Because that, that's such a, a different thing where you go from from teaching to, to bringing people over. How did how did that happen? That's kind of cool. That's unique. Uh, there there are I th- I I see Korea has a land of opportunity. Uh, there's a I lot of opportunities that. here uh, compared to other countries. That's uh, we had a guest uh, we just talked to said the same exact thing. It's just like it's it's kind of what. America was for immigrants you know, 50 yes. years ago or whatever, uh, you know? Yeah. To me, America and Korea are the lands of opportunity compared to other countries. Uh, sure. And I'm from Canada. I would say America is still like number one. If you got an idea and you got, you know, good work ethic, uh, you can do pretty much anything in America, but, and Korea too, like we're mm. foreigners, but we still have these opportunities so uh, I, I had a friend who was coming over. So he asked me to uh, find him a job. Oh. And I, I didn't want him to, uh, I was working at another Hogwan by that time, uh, which had a lot of uh, corporal punishment. You gotta, they were just hitting kids every day. And I was like, I don't want them to work here. So I went uh, scouting for schools. I found them a school. I brought over my f- friend and the school paid me 1 million won, which uh, I split with my friend. And I was like, well, that was an easy million won. Yeah, I got a lot let's of see. friends. <laughs> let's see if I can do that again. And I did it again yeah. and I did it again. And then uh, I went back to Canada and put up job ads and yeah, a lot of teachers. A lot so you of just kind of started recruiting like on your own. You weren't like working for a recruiting company or anything like that. It was just, it was, I was just, just a Robin's free, recruiting freelance. Recruiter. That's, that's how it was back then. I mean, it wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't centralized. It was very much like you have relationships with schools as a recruiter and you build those relationships. And if you send them a good teacher, they will come back to you. They'll let you, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll trust you forever. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you're, uh, you send them a bad teacher. They'll never talk to you again. 
you know, um, someone who does a runner or something like that. But so it's, that's why it's, it must be very stressful, I imagine. Uh, yeah, it was stressful. I had a different perspective. Like, you know, usually as a teacher, uh, you know, we group together, help each other. Yeah, bad hog ones, bad hog ones. But I saw the other side of, oh, there's a lot of bad teachers. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, there's bad mm-hmm. hog ones, but I usually help teachers out of any bad situation. But uh, there, you know, th- there was one teacher, he, for example, he came, he was here for about a week. And did he, and he did a, you know, the midnight run. So I asked him in the email, why'd you go? And he said, uh, well, I didn't like my house. There was no shower curtain and the linoleum was not sealed. You know, he gave a list of things that were just Korea. And I was like, yeah, that's why you left the wallpapers, Uh, cigarette stained, you know? Yeah. Uh, Okay, he left. And when the teacher left, uh, I didn't get paid. So uh, there was a lot of work to get that teacher here. Um, And then when they just leave, I don't get paid. I got paid after three months. So if they stayed three months, I got paid. Ah, okay, okay. A little insurance for the the Hagwan then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, someone like that, then they're just not, not at all ready for like, a foreign experience it's not so much korea that they're leaving they're just they were probably used to you know like being pampered a little bit here or back in in the states back at home yeah the the person like that is probably not even ready to you know work at kfc you know what i mean like let alone uh you know go to another country it's just just uh but you can you you just can't tell You, you you can't read people you're not a psychic you know you don't know who's gonna pan out and you you might be surprised sometimes There was uh, another teacher. uh, She was, I think, about around 50. And she was a teacher in Canada for that was her career. So she decided to come to Korea. And she came to uh, Yongin. She she was down in Yongin teaching at a school. Three days later, I get a call from the school. Something's wrong with her. So I call her up and she says, I can't sleep. I haven't slept. I'm like, what are you talking about? For three days, I haven't slept anything. And I'm like, why not? She's like, I don't know. I can't sleep. So she couldn't sleep. They went to the hospital with her, got her some pills to help her sleep. Still, she had problems sleeping. So after a week, she went home. She just, for whatever reason, she just the stress or being in the new country she just couldn't sleep and when people don't sleep for days they go a little loopy i tell you she was scaring i was worried (laughs) i was worried like oh you gotta go home (laughs) you have to leave (laughs) because yes it was a scary situation so there's there's a lot of teachers that just couldn't make it here um yeah or they're just it's just they're not they don't have the resolve or whatever they're just not cut out for it you know it's just to to balance out my stories i'll tell one about a uh the worst school uh that i they hired a couple from uh australia so i i branched out on the internet i got a couple from australia so that's a good deal two million one for me 
But so it's uh, a, it's dicey because one leaves, the other leaves. So it's a uh, it's a gamble, right? Like for well, for the, yeah. So I spent months setting up, setting everything up, and they were on the airplane. And the deal was uh, for their deal, they would pay for their flight and be reimbursed uh, after they oh, okay. arrived. Okay. So they were on the airplane. While they were on the airplane, the hogwan calls me up and says, "We're canceling the the contract." We don't want to hire them. And they're on the I'm like, they're on the plane. You know, God. I've spent months, you know, I have to say to them, trust me, trust me. Yeah, yeah, trust yeah. Me, You're coddling trust them. Me. You know, everything's going to be uh, fine. Don't worry. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. No problems. Trust me. They're on the plane. And then they're basically, you know, not even hired. Uh, unhired. I can't even say fired. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> unhired they arrive at the airport I, hi uh i i always greeted every teacher at the airport and hi welcome to korea um you have, no I job. have bad news <laughs> you uh your job you no longer have a job oh. and you know so where are they going to sleep tonight right what yeah. what's going to happen so i had to put them up at a hotel put them up at a hotel for about two weeks and I got them another job and uh, they stayed in Korea about two years. Nice. Oh, wow. It worked okay. out at the end, but yeah, these hog ones, uh, I guess that hurt me more than the actual teacher, but well, it just shows like how little recourse there is for you as the recruiter. Like you're just, you can you could be mistreated and there's nothing you can do about it you know like they can it, it's really the whole thing is just a, a a real balancing act when you think about it like the fact that anyone anything ever works out you know where it, at all is is kind of a miracle um you know when you think about how they can because my guess is the school probably want probably found like some north american teachers or something at the last second and said oh yeah we prefer that accent over the australian accent Hey, did yeah. you hear did you learn why they said no like what they you know uh was it not even worth asking i th- i i don't want to i don't want to generalize of course uh but the korean way is when the relationship is broken there's no need to talk anymore no <laughs> so whether that's a personal or business relationship it's like we're not hiring them okay that means we're never and we're done. You could ask yeah. for an explanation, but it's we're done. This it's relationship like, is over. Done. We're never going to talk again. Yeah. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah. That's so. Then yeah. I mean, that's that's so cool to see on that side of it, like from being recruited to coming over to then becoming a recruiter very naturally. But you're not doing recruiting any longer. Of I I had to stop that because the taxman came, uh-huh. and the taxman uh, took. I was. Uh, I was two months late on filing my taxes. I guess if you're and an independent fi- worker. Yeah, then- yeah. Well, I filed. There was a different system back then. Oh, um, sure. Okay. They, they're more developed now. So. How did you? Sorry. They gave me a, a tax fine and totally worked out to about 30% of my total earnings. And I thought, well, it's not worth it. With all the stress, mm. it was too stressful because mm-hmm. it's a twenty-four hour job. People are calling you at three a.m. Uh, 
there was no Zoom. Everything was done by phone calls to and emails and yeah, and emails. it's not even like text. Like uh, yeah, I mean you you could have you could have ghosted that couple. You know what I mean? You just be like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like I'll <laughs> never answer your email. But you, you have integrity. And I'm so, Canadian, so uh, <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. Would, I, so yeah, I would feel sorry. Yeah, uh, we suffer from guilt, guilt you know. and empathy. Yeah, <laughs> Asia is a little more shame based. Uh, North America is a little more guilt based. Yeah, sure, that's a good uh, <laughs> analysis. I agree with that. <laughs> so then, I guess I mean, after you're recruiting at this point, you have a lot of connections at different schools all over the place. So did you just use one of those connections? You're like, now I need a job. And- I, I just went into the university system okay. and a friend of mine called me up and he's, he said, uh, he called me up on a Sunday, maybe 11 PM. He said, do you want a university? Tomorrow. Do you want a university job? Okay. Okay. You have an interview tomorrow, 8 AM. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even have a suit. I didn't, mm-hmm. And I had the longest beard. I looked so scruffy. And I went uh, to the school, met the president directly. The president and, of the university? Yeah. And uh, wow. And the, the dean of academic affairs. And mm. he asked me a few questions. And then he stood up. He said, uh, you're hired. They were so desperate. It was, it was like a week before uh, March. So we oh, wow. Semester. Right before they're, they were a little desperate and, and they were and then and you, your, your buddy vouched for you so yeah. you were they just wanted to make sure you you know you didn't have like a the hook arm or something you know what i mean like you're just like is this guy you know gonna be uh yeah so okay. you know yeah. he, he said welcome and he said please work for us hardly and i said <laughs> yes sir <laughs> oh, absolutely i'll hardly work Absolutely. Yes. And I cleaned up by the, uh, you know, I shaved and got a suit or two uh, before the semester started. So uh, he was very happy. Uh, I worked there for three years. What, what year I was, was this in, when uh, you started? That would have been 2003, I think, when I started the first yep. university. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was, those were, those were just, I just remember teaching in 2002 and a buddy, a guy I worked with got a job at the university and uh, oh man, I was so jealous. It was just, those were so coveted those jobs because he, you know, 12 hours a week, they would have three months off in the summer, three months off in the winter. It sounded on it. And, and the, the pay was, was much higher than, than Hogwan. It wasn't like much, much higher, but it was, it was, it was a fair amount more than you get at a hog one and it just didn't seem possible and it was so random because i was like i had the same basically credentials as this guy that got the job he just had a connection through uh a girlfriend uh and so it was all about networking and things like that and so i was just Mm -hmm. like i gotta i gotta get on this i gotta figure this out somehow and uh yeah it's it's really fascinating i I saw the problem at that time as uh, cause I, at that time I just had a bachelor's degree. Oh, same. I've, yeah. As, since I've upgraded a little bit, but at that time, yeah, we just couldn't believe we could get a university job. Right. So we didn't try, mm-hmm. but 
anyone who tried, because uh, after I got that job, I witnessed just. Ed, you were in the system I, then. Like once I, you, you, you can't get it because it's like, well, you've never had a uni job. You're not good enough to get this. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, you, since somebody else hired you, well, it's easy to, to, to go to, to go to another university, right? Like, but I, I saw universities, you know, put up ads to hire people and they, they weren't getting applicants. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, they would get these applicants that were just terrible and they mm-hmm. had no choice, but to hire these people. Uh, but now it's different, as you said it. Yeah, uh, now it's. Yeah. Oh, it's. Now, a, I'm, hold, I'm holding on to my job. Nobody's getting it. <laughs> yeah, I, I chuck because our yeah. our job is. I mean, it's not terrible. I, I overall, I quite like it, but you know, it, it could be improved upon. So every every few months, I just look online again just to see what's on offer, and there's nothing anymore. Like. When I first got the job, I remember getting on Dave's ESL and it was just like this university, this university, so many jobs. And I just sent out resumes and sent out applications to so many. And now there's like one uni job and it's like in the sticks and the pay is shit. And there's just well, nothing out there these days, really. If you just have a bachelor's, uh, of course, you can no longer get a job right. in Seoul, Gyeonggi area, but you can still get a uni job out in the sticks. Uh, they'll still hire a uh, just people with bachelor degrees and some experience. And if, if someone's listening and they, if they uh, have a bachelor's degree and they really want a uni job, if there's that job uh, offer in the sticks, get on the bus, get on the train, you go there directly. You talk to uh, the manager directly, the whoever's hiring. And uh, they love that. Be proactive, get, yeah. Even if the applicant, uh, the uh, job ad says, just don't call us, just and don't drop it off. Just send it in by email. Go there. Yep. Introduce yourself. Yep. Uh, you have a very high chance of getting hired mm. once they. Okay. Yeah, true. Well. I, I got hired from at my university um, because of the interview, uh, and and they told me they told me later because they became my coworkers um, that the two women that hired me um said we chose you because when we there was another guy too and when they gave him like the textbook he just kind of like yeah i know already and he kind of just threw it aside and i opened it up and i looked at it and i was you know curious and asked questions and they were just like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's we want that guy and 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 i think that maybe the other guy even had a master's degree and i was just i just had a bachelor's at the time I've, i've upgraded as well but um, at the time, yeah, it was. It came down to just like it, it does matter, you know, what you do to, to go in there and shake hands, look them, you know, in the eye, wear a suit, you know, shave. It's just like uh, you know, all those things are are going to make a difference. Well, I uh, around two thousand seven, I had a job interview at Sungshil, uh, I think a Sungshil Women's University. Uh, I went there. There was twelve of us. I kid you not, I was the only one with a tie <laughs> for this university job. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and it. and the guy, the guy uh, who was managing us came in. He said, okay, they expect you to do a five-minute lesson plan. And, and everyone was, <laughs> I was ready. Not only was I ready for uh, to teach a mock lesson, I had 
you know, printouts, worksheets to give. Uh, mm. So I went in, I killed the interview. Uh, yeah. But, you know, these other applicants, they were so, you know, wearing whatever, uh, not prepared. And I was hired. Surprise, they, surprise. They yeah. sat me down with the contract, look at the contract and sign the contract. I look at the contract. There was only, yeah, this is, you're going to hear how entitled I am. There was only a six weeks vacation during the year. I said <laughs> only uh, I, yeah, this I was is, like, this is some bullshit. Uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I, I could do better. I was like, uh, I'm not sorry. I, I have to decline the offer. And I went to another uh, place, which I don't regret. I don't regret my decision. Yeah. I, I have a, I had a friend uh, uh, and she, she was also not, maybe not uh, credentialed enough to work in the university system. This is back in like 2003, 2004. But uh, she, she got like, like, uh, it's, you know how you put your photo when you, when you submit a resume, you have to, you know, they want to know what you look like. She got like glamour shots. Like, like I went to like a proper like a photographer and did like, you know, like glamour shots. And I swear to God, she, they hired her based yeah, on. She, these, she like, knows Korea very well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just brilliant. You know, she just totally hacked the system. She figured it out. Um, wow. So uh, you've been in the uni system now for like, how, how would you it just like, how have, how have things changed um, in your opinion? You know, when you first got here to now, like how, how are things different? Because everyone's heard like Kevin's and my opinions about it, but it's always interesting to hear another person's opinion. Uh, when I when I first came to Korea in '99, I was not in Seoul. I was in a city called Anyang, which is south of Seoul. Right. I between did between uh, Suwon, right? Suwon and uh, Yongdongpo, yes. kind of okay, yeah. uh, north of Suwon, south of Seoul. Mm-hmm. And the teacher I was replacing, I talked to that person for one day. And they left. And I did not talk or meet a foreigner for over six months. Wow. Wow. Really only. And Anyang is like, that's not exactly the sticks, you know. I mean, today. At at that time. Yeah. But there's also the foreign community. You know, there was Itaewon. And I was just kind of not going there. I, I went there later on, but at that time, yeah, I didn't talk to any foreigners. So, I, you know, I think that damaged my English, as you can hear. Uh, <laughs> that's six months of just teacher talk uh, and uh, hanging out with just Koreans. Uh, would be really good for your Korean then, if, if even if your English suffers. So nowadays there's foreigners everywhere. Uh, and they're they're organized, right? You can go on different apps or whatever, uh, whether it's a dating app or uh, the meetup app, or uh, you can go to a Toastmasters. Uh, there's all kinds of groups yeah, everywhere, uh, and uh, you can meet friends fairly easy. Talk to people, even Zoom. I can be on a podcast, and uh, <laughs> right. so that that stuff has changed a lot. Uh, more foreigners came. Uh, other changes, not too much. Uh, I, I haven't been in the Hagwan system for a long time, but I think it, it has matured mm-hmm. in how they handle foreigners. And of course, there's more laws to 
protect foreigners and you know more resources to make sure they're not being scammed uh, or I, I have I talked to one foreigner or I met one foreigner uh, I think around 2001 he was suing his hogwan for I think 40 million uh, he, he he wasn't paid for two years oh wow what? you're wondering you're wondering oh, yeah. how does that why happen? is this guy well he was paid like bits and pieces but uh, oh. You're wondering why is it? Why hasn't he? You know, was he an idiot? You know, yeah. You know, he he said his Hogwan owners they were a very very nice couple. Hogwan was in some trouble. They treated him nice, mm, yeah. so he he allowed them to, you know, to help the school, and then eventually they just sold the school, and he's like, "What about me?" So oh, he sued them, and. The court system at that time, uh, they didn't know how to deal with foreigners. Uh, it was a hard, it's still a hard process. Uh, so that's changed. There's more foreigners have used the court system. So they have yeah, developed quite. ways to help foreigners uh, fight uh, for whatever, for whatever reason. So that's changed. Um, the university system, I don't think it's changed other than there was a, Big change around 2012, where they got rid of all the uh, bachelors. Right, no right. Experience. So, yeah, I th- I think we our school had about 20 teachers, and that was reduced to nine. So that's interesting because I I the, around 2008 I I was like I I went to I went to grad school in 2008 because I I saw the. I could kind of see it coming down the pipeline. You're like, you know what? If I want to hold on to this, like it's getting to the point where we need a, you need a master's degree is the, that's the threat, the new threshold. Um, did, uh, did the other professors have that viewpoint that, that got let go or were they just like, it's not well, going to happen and kind of denial or. The rule was uh, bachelor's plus four years, university experience. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, at that time, I was just bachelor's four years mm-hmm. and the new rules came in. I saw the teachers leave and then I thought, well, certainly uh, I better get my master's. So I got uh, my master's through the Framingham. Oh, you went to Framingham? Uh, so yeah. did I. Yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah. was a good deal. And, yeah. 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 And then I also, to try and get a, a F5 visa, I got a master's at, in Asian studies at Sejong. Mm. So I I got two masters. My school has never asked to see those masters. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, So my my university, they don't know. I've upgraded. I got two masters. I don't think they care. Just uh, it's it's it's, five visa. That's changed a lot, though. You've got it. I I didn't get it. Uh, You didn't. They they moved the goalpost. They keep moving it. I know. Uh, So. If you, if you if you had the rule when I went to Sejong was if you had a master's and then three years after, if you were employed, you can get an F5, mm. no language requirement. So a friend of mine got the F5 that way. So I went to get the master's and the, the year I graduated, they changed the rules. Oh. You know, they don't give yeah. any, uh, you're not grandfathered in or grace period when they change the no. rules. It's just sudden. 
and you have to deal with it. And then they they changed the rules again recently because it's GNI, the gross national income times two. So that's about, you know, you need KIPS five and yeah, about you need the KIPS program. That's what 70, I need to do 74 million a year. <laughs> yeah, all, get it's, five. It's a lot of recruiting. <laughs> it's so it's like I've been chasing that for 23 years. I'm never going to get it. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. the salary, the salary requirement now is too high for me. Yeah, I've got to get yeah. the KIP program. The salary is still too high, but I'm married. So it helps. Like, oh, uh, well, that changes you, things. you can get yeah. in a different way. But, but I still need the KIP program from what yeah. I understand. Um, now, I, I should have gotten I should have gone for my F5 like a few years ago, right when I got married. But I was lazy and now I've got to do more work for it. It's funny how it comes down to bank account, though. You just if the number's big enough, they'll just <laughs> here's the here you go, you know. Um, yeah. I guess you still need the, the language uh, requirement. Is, language and money. Yeah, language and money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably the same in America. You know, you got enough. Uh, uh, I think America. I, I think uh, I guess developed. I, I shouldn't say developed because Korea is pretty developed. Uh, yeah. West. I guess so-called Western nations. They have. I think there's a lot more. You know, if you have stable work and you're a good citizen. That's yeah, mainly okay. the requirement. Uh, Korea, you speak Korean and make money. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't care if you're a hard worker. Just speak Korean, make money. Speak the language. Speak yeah, the language, yeah. make some money, bring it, contribute to the economy. <laughs> um, I guess we're, uh, as we kind of come to the, uh, to the end of the podcast, um, I, I guess, uh, Kev, do you have like a last question or anything for, for Robin? I'm, I'm trying to think. Oh, this is really interesting to yeah. hear the, the, the where you've gone through. But Robin, you mentioned at the beginning that you're a, po- uh, sorry, not a podcast, we're the podcasters, that you, you're a YouTuber as well. Do you yeah, want to tell us about your channel? Tell people yeah. where, where to find you and what uh, you do? Yes. So this is my main focus right now. Uh, 2012, I was making uh, English videos for a company. And the company went bankrupt. So I was, I had about 300 English videos that I dumped on YouTube. Oh, nice. Started you started making the videos. Nice. Yeah. YouTube at that time was not as developed as it is now. I think it was and, uh, CAD videos and America's uh, funniest home <laughs> well, videos. It was, and, yeah. it was more uh, click, more clickbaity stuff. <laughs> right, right. And it was, yeah. More it was, <laughs> like every thumbnail was a big breasted woman, you know, <laughs> learn, learn CAD. <laughs> uh, so it was embarrassing to say I was a YouTuber in 2012. I would never say any to anyone I was yeah. on YouTube in 2012. That was a shameful thing. It was shameful to say you do like dating apps or any, any like dating service or uh, YouTuber was shameful in 2012. Think about how things have changed in the last 10 years, you know? It's uh, so, how everybody wants to do everything now. Yeah. But luckily I got in early to YouTube and over until now, my channel Shaw English uh, online has grown to almost 1.7 million. Oh, damn, 1.7 million nice. subscribers, subscribers. That's fantastic. And That's awesome. I, I have since open up a few more channels so that's what i'm mainly doing these days uh youtube 
Oh, right on. Nice. So how do you like what I just have a quick question. Like, well, how do you come up for with a lesson uh, idea? You just you just uh, is it something that you're that you're doing in the classroom and you're like, oh, this will this would translate well to a YouTube video or something like that? Well, these days, YouTube will tell you, OK, people are searching for this topic. Oh, so, for example, uh, cool. people are looking more for the passive voice. So mm -hmm. you should make some videos teaching the passive voice wow i can't oh, wow. believe it's that Thank specific you. that's amazing yeah and so that kind of pushes me to what i'm gonna develop um it's you know youtube itself working as a youtuber uh, I, I don't like that label either youtuber because uh, <laughs> i'm not I'm not like an influencer. <laughs> right. Yeah. There, 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 fortunately, there's... fortunately, <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're a, a content creator or anything like that. You know? I'm more of a producer. Cause actually I hire other teachers to be, to teach. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. I, I'm extremely camera shy, so I cannot, I'm not the face of my own channel. Uh, <laughs> I don't like fame. I like just, okay. I got to produce you, you, a video. You, 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 you're like a you're like an old school, uh, old timey uh, movie producer. You know, like one of those, uh, you know, smoking your cigar in your My, office minus the sleeves. Minus, yeah, minus the sleeves, right? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Um, Not that old timey. So uh, the, yeah. I guess I'm just so like, uh, do you have a studio that you uh, that you rent out? Uh, or you build over the years, you? I had a small studio in my house, but now I rent. A studio i rent out i just there's some there's some small studios around so i'll just if i have some videos to make i'll rent the studio yeah uh, I mean, these days you can I, get a you can get a green screen off of like amazon that just kind of pulls down behind your 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 camera and and you can do all kinds of things i mean it's just you can with, you can make a when a i you know when i'm hiring teachers i gotta pay the teachers you know, I have to write the script. I got to pay the teachers. And when I'm, if I filmed myself, it's very hard to focus on the camera and the audio uh, and mm. the teacher at the same time. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I since moved to the studio, got the cameraman who to worry about the, the camera and the audio. And I folk, I can just focus on mm. the teacher and the content. And uh, that's, that helps me a lot, but that's a very expensive thing to do uh, to yeah. get the studio and the teachers in there. So I usually, I usually make, I'll make about a hundred videos a year. Wow. It's and, two a week though. It's still, uh, but you make multiple videos per studio session, right? You'll make like five, yeah, yeah, five yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it takes me years to edit. <laughs> yeah. so well that's okay still, because I, the passive voice isn't going anywhere so you're, I, you're okay I, I, you know? yeah that's that's part of uh, my channel success is english is all, learning english is always relevant so whoever's coming to youtube yeah. in now and 10 years i need to learn some english so uh nice awesome well i'm, well, I'm going to definitely point my uh, students towards your channel um and uh it sounds like you know i, I think I, I have watched uh, some of the videos that you produced um i guess uh i i, I thought maybe you were the the face of the channel but uh, now that I, that I, you you said that you you hire actors or not actors but teachers to uh to do the 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 videos i'm sure that i've come across your videos on youtube uh multiple times so 
Um, but it's a it's a great resource. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely point my students towards your channel. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. I didn't realize that that it was you. I remember Jack mentioned that we were talking to to you like a month or two ago whenever we set this up. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy makes YouTube channels. And so I quickly looked it up. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk to him about that later. And then you came out and I didn't recognize you at all until now. It's like, oh, shit, you're that, that guy that, that Jack told me about. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when I'm out in public, uh, I never say I do YouTube. So if I meet people, mm. I always, I'm just an English teacher. Uh, mm. Again, I'm still, I don't like that label YouTuber. Uh, content. Yeah, creator. it's a very so broad content. Creator. Yeah. But you're more, you're like a you're like content educator or something like that. It's like it's like a it's a it's a different like a a different lane of YouTube where you're you're, you're it's it's not just entertainment. You're 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 doing something. You're providing something mm. useful, you know, for the uh, to the to the world. I think you know. Um, I, I guess I'm just old school where there's no such there's no such thing as YouTuber or influencer. Uh, yeah. Those are not real things. So a teacher, English teacher or producer, uh, these are real things. So I, I guess I kind of. But when you're when you're talking to uh, the younger generation, right, yeah, you use uh, the... these these are real jobs, right? <laughs> YouTuber. This is right, oh, right. this is my dream career. Or yeah. uh, influencer. Oh, you know, wow, I hate that I word so much. Now. <laughs> well, the you know curator. what's worse, worse than the the name influencer is actually meeting them face to face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I attend some YouTube uh, uh, pre COVID. I attended some YouTube meetups. Uh, I tell you, you're meeting. Uh, these influencers some pretty obnoxious uh young people i imagine yeah it's uh it's gross man it's it is uh it's not for it's not for my generation it's not for me you know my it's for my kids you know my dog you you have TikTok a podcast you're yeah, an influencer yeah 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 i'm not, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah uh we're trying right. well we're, we're well trying. thanks for thanks for coming to talk to us uh taking taking time away from from making making videos and producing things it's, it's been interesting it's very cool uh i was very happy to be here please invite me back in the future for yeah other no, topics. Be, oh yeah I, there's definitely there are more I'm conversations sure so much we had we could, yeah could do. i feel like we just scratched the surface uh let me just throw definitely. this out here really quickly thanks again robin robin uh uber producer and english teacher i like that one um uh thank you for joining us on the show today everybody out there you can find us uh on the soulpatch.com go to our website you can stream the uh, episode right there uh you can hit up our youtube channel um and uh if you could leave us a positive review on apple Podcasts, that will do a lot for us as in regards to the charts and uh if you can hit that patreon button if you can afford it uh you can hit that donate to the show and that'll uh go towards we helping coffee. Us. yeah we, we love a, a free coffee and uh, it'll help us uh, produce the show so with that said, uh, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next week on the patch. Bye bye. Have a good one. The brain. Hey Bobby. Let the bass go.
me a dime 